Bandwidth for Changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. We move fast and fix things here at Changelog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com, and we're hosted on Linode servers. Head to Linode.com slash Changelog. Hey everyone, Tim Smith here, senior producer at Changelog. This is a special week for JS Party fans because you get not one, but two episodes in your feed. This one is brought to you live from OzCon in Portland with the one and only Suze Hinton. Enjoy. So what do you mean by your variables are all trash? <laughs> What's that mean? I was, just, I was just talking to you both about how I'm really bad at coming up with names for projects, which means I'm also really bad at coming up with names for variables. So all my variables are trash. What? Give us some examples. What are the variable names? Um, like ABC, Fubar Baz? So just yesterday, I was, or a couple of days ago, I was writing a library for the keynote that I was giving. So I was making some shortcut code and... When you break up a word into letters, and then each letter has like a Morse code notation of it, what do you call each like dot or dash in the letter? I don't know what you call right. it. Right, and so I first <laughs> called them units, and I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And then I changed it at the last minute to subletters. Sub-letters? So you've got a word, a letter, and a subletter. But I couldn't come up with anything better than that. And I was like, this is all just trash. You know when you've totally uh, jumped a shark is when you just call a variable data? Yes. Have you ever done that? Yes. Like, this is the data. And, and sometimes it's like a reserved word in the language as yeah. well, which is even worse. Yeah. And you're just, they had like, like data and like some underscore or something? Because you actually can't come up with anything else. Yes, absolutely. I've been there. I think we've all probably had trash variable names uh, through our years. It's my yeah. talent. It's your talent. Yeah. So you're preparing for this keynote. By the way, by far the most talked about thing that we've heard, live coding at OzCon, probably 2,000 people, I don't know how many people are in the crowd, a couple thousand, uh, with hardware involved, JavaScript involved, 10 minutes, you gave yourself an actual countdown timer, nobody <laughs> asked you to do that. So I guess the question is like, are you a masochist or, or what's going on I here? think so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that I've given a lot of hardware talks, and I always think they're fun, but when you've given a few, it's kind of like when you repeat the same talk and you're sick of hearing your own jokes, and you're just like, I'm not funny, and like, and you're surprised when people laugh when you give that same talk. That's sort of how I felt about hardware, and also, because it was a keynote for OzCon, I hyped that up, and I almost psyched myself out, and I thought, I have to do something next level. Like, I have wow. to be super extra and challenge myself in a way that I haven't done before, which is very silly, right? Which like, is very like silly, right? Your job as a keynote is to inspire people to, to, but also to be, like, super professional and to kind of prove that, you know, you have the stage for a reason. And so that was a pretty risky thing for me to do, I guess. The... The timer was enough for me. It's fine to give yourself a visual timer, but it was also a tick, too. So you drew the crowd into your own suspense. I was on the edge of my seat. So that was definitely a tactic. Um, And I practiced with the ticking so that I learned to ignore it. So it wasn't stressing me out, but I wanted to create that tension in the audience. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to feel like they were part of what I was doing on stage. And so instead of just sitting in a seat and watching someone's screen, I wanted them to feel much more immersed in it. I wanted them to feel like they understood the stress that I was under. Where did the idea come from for that? that for ticking, the ticking? The ticking. I don't know. I just thought, well, if someone is watching you type, what's in it for them, I guess? And so I thought there's got to be something 
that will be funny to people. I want it to be funny so that if I was stuck on coding or something, people wouldn't be bored. So I guess the yeah. ticking just came about as just a filler. The ticking is actually a, a playbook from Hollywood. If you find, like, scary movies or suspenseful things, like, they'll subliminally put in ticking of some sort. It would be the music or it'll be in just some sort of sound in the, in the scene to make it feel like the, the time clock is ticking. So, totally. I don't watch scary or tension-featured movies for that reason. I get It works very well on me, and I get oh, yeah, really stressed really well. out. Yeah. It made me think of Peter Pan. I don't know about maybe just me. Because Captain Hook has the alligator right, right, that has right. the clock. Oh. He swallowed the clock when he also swallowed his arm. Totally. And that alligator is, like, always following him. And he hears the ticking, and it's like it's symbolic for death, right? Like, right. death is coming wow. for him. That got dark really quickly. Oh, and they just set up a Jenga board <laughs> next to us. So that got dark, and then it got very loud very quickly. So that's fun. Um, Either way, the, 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 the ticking is going to bring you in. Yeah, it's, it's going to make. Yeah. So what's interesting there is that you had, you had to deal with some pain, some some discomfort, right? Right. You're given the demo. You're on stage. Yeah, and it was an it was a relatively unplanned demo because I thought I would take it next level and give myself 16 possible outcomes, and then I created a randomized generator to generate an outcome for me to code. So that particular scenario that I got on stage wasn't a scenario that I'd rehearse end to end. I think I'd rehearsed maybe four of the possible 16 scenarios. Give some examples of these scenarios. It was like an Arduino board, and you had. Inputs, outputs, what's, what's the yeah. scenarios? Yeah, so the one that actually came up on stage was uh, a light sensor as an input, and then that had to trigger uh, the output, which was a servo, which is like a motor that can turn. Um, so I attached like a waving hand that had Hello Oscon written on it, and that was attached to the servo. So the idea was if we can get it calibrated to a certain light level, that will trigger the hand to wave on the stage. So that was the scenario. But we had everything from a little uh, speaker to a temperature sensor. There was also a flex sensor. So it's like a long strip and you can bend it and then it gives you different readings. So I had a lot of really fun scenarios done, but I just hadn't had a chance to rehearse that specific one. <laughs> you said that uh, the light may be too bright in here or something like that at one point. I thought you were stalling or ex making excuses. <laughs> yeah. What, I'm was, so, what was that about? I'm really, really glad that you said that because, you know, when you run your code and you get a value and you're, you're thinking that value seems a little too perfect. So the value that came out was 1,023, which is the on the largest side of, an, of a value you can get from an analog sensor. So generally, an analog sensor like the light sensor I was using will give you a value from 0 to 1,023. Now, the lights were really bright on stage, but generally, the nature of that, um, the nature of that sensor means that usually the lower end of the numbers signify brightness. So oh. I knew something was wrong. As it you should said, have been low if it was really bright. It should have right. been low, and it should never really be at the absolute maximum value. That's right. very suspicious. So I knew something was wrong. So I was like, oh, it looks like it's really bright. And so I put my hand in front of it to try and alter the light, and of course the value didn't change. Mm. So you knew so it was busted. I love that you picked up on those little nuances. That's very sneaky. I was like, she's stalling, or, she, or it really is, something's happening. There was something wrong, yeah. There's so much <laughs> tension. We should say, and the audience doesn't know, it was a 10-minute timer. Mm -hmm. You finished with three or four minutes left. Yeah. So, I mean, it actually, there was tension, but flying colors in reality in terms of success would have been a lot more sus suspenseful as we got counted down towards, you know, 30 seconds. Maybe sweat would have been beating off you at that point. I think so, yeah. I think that 
I, because I fixed it so quickly, that was a big relief. But when I knew it had gone wrong so early on, I was like, all right, this is either going to be great or it's going to completely flop. And luckily, I fixed it pretty quickly. Why do you think this particular type of keynote was asked of you? Because you didn't pitch this, did you? This was asked of you? Uh, I was reached out to and uh, Oscon said, we'd like you to live code something. And, you know, we know you do a lot of hardware on, on Twitch, so can you do something to do with that? And initially I thought, great, I've got half an hour to just live code some hardware. And they were like, no, you have 15 minutes, but we have one minute reserved for walking on, one minute for walking off, so you've got 13 minutes. And I thought, what can I live code in 13 minutes? So they, they obviously didn't really have any ideas because they weren't really sure what I could pull off. So I pitched it as, what if either the audience voted for what I used, or if I had something that just randomly generated something for me, what if I did that? And I thought that they would say, no, that's too risky, but I think they just trusted me. So that's kind of how it came about. So was it, uh, I guess a fun way to start a conference is live coding, right? But why, why do you think that in particular? Sure, you're good at it, but why live coding? It's... I think that looking over the history of OzCon, there hasn't been a whole lot of that. And I think that it's not just OzCon, but at a lot of other technical conferences, keynotes tend to be a little bit high level. Yeah, and true. That's really good because you want to inspire people. And the way to kind of reach as many people as possible is to keep it kind of high level. So it's not too specific. I think what they wanted was they wanted to surprise people this year. And I think that that's a good thing. It just sort of mixes things up. And I didn't expect it to have such a good reaction. And I think that's really, really fun. So I'd noticed that there were a few other live coding sessions that were done yesterday and today as well. So I'm hoping that that becomes more of a thing next year as well. So a couple times you mentioned that you were like taking it up a level or next level or 2019 OzCon, hypothetically, like what could possibly be next level from here? You're going to, like, do it, uh, like, with fire rings around you or something? Like, what could possibly be better? Blindfolded. <laughs> That's not a bad one. Blindfolded. Okay. Don't encourage me because I feel like, I feel like this year <laughs> I, like I, I sort of reached... I feel like I got so lucky on stage that I don't want to push it. Oh. Yeah. So maybe I'll quit you while I'm winning. It. You should I should push it? Yeah. All right. So blindfolded? You had four blindfolded. minutes to spare. I mean, that's plenty of time to be blindfolded. I thought it was going to be over. <laughs> so, yeah, let's do the blindfold next year, yeah. All right, we'll talk to the OzCon team. Or you could do something where you can't tell what the audience is thinking. You know, you could tell because of the sound, maybe. Well, not so much thinking, but, like, uh, what they're, how they're the feeling. Like, if you've messed up, like, maybe if you were, if you had, like, uh. headphones on where you couldn't hear. You know how they do that on, like... A night, sh a tonight show or something like that. They'll have somebody. Oh, like the cone of silence. Yeah, they'll put like a like some headphones on. You can't tell, so you're sort of like in your own. Oh, I trap, love that. Essentially, yeah. you so, can't really hear. So everyone is screaming at me, like correcting my typos, and I have no idea. Oh. Yeah. And so they're all yelling at me, and I'm like, Yeah, hey. It's, yeah. I mean, it, you take away one core sense essentially. Sight, or you can have like a trap door. And if she messes up, she falls in. There's sharks with laser beams on their heads. Okay. Hey, hey you've been wanting just, that. You've been wanting that for a while. Just consider it. Just think I actually about really it. like this one. Maybe without the sharks and the lasers. <laughs> but just if the I, water. Okay, so you know those. You know those pools 
with the target shooters, yeah, like a that duck kind tank. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So if I if my code com- my code has to compile the first time or I get dunked. Exactly. Okay. This and is you what you still we're have to keep do. going though. Oh so you climb my back gosh. up and keep going. That would be good. I love this. Oh. I'm being quite serious. <laughs> I know you are. That um, would be really cool if you got dunked and you had to you come back ideas. and keep going. This is the second brilliant idea. <laughs> well, let's that tell you... the people about my first brilliant idea yeah, let's because I think that. this idea that you have come up with is very interesting. Your next, I don't know, art project, your next hack, the next thing you're going to be doing, you're planning on doing is kind of a IoT home that talks to you. But only in certain... Just tell us, just tell <laughs> yeah, because I can't them. even describe it. So that, now that I'm not freaking out about my Oscon keynote anymore, I have a little bit more time to spend on some of my other personal projects. So I want to... I just moved into a new place. Uh, it's a really cool apartment. And I want to start putting different devices around the place and rolling my own IoT devices. And I'm someone who really likes peace and quiet. And I usually try and set up my house so that it's, you know, it's a nice, quiet environment. So I thought it would be funny if I hooked up all of my IoT devices to have different personalities and different voices and that they would all be talking and they'd be talking over each other and they'd be talking intermittently. But you don't know that this is happening unless you put on a pair of headphones while you're in the house and then all of a sudden the house becomes super chatty and it becomes this whole different world to what you were in before. One of the examples you gave is like the plants asking to be watered. What are some other ideas you've come up with? Yeah, so there was also like a, a doorbell that could also just be sort of like uh, Marvin. Is it Marvin from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? He's like, oh, I guess your friend's here. I didn't know you had friends, you know, <laughs> something like that. It's like not only is the house going to talk to her, but it's going to be creepy and weird as the way that it does, <laughs> yeah. too. Like yeah. you mentioned a passive-aggressive plant. Nothing like... I guess technology having attitude, right? Yes. That's the best. I really like that. Like that that particular Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy character was really good. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> adored that robot. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't know what to call this project, and I don't even know how we started talking about this yesterday. But I was talking about it, and then you both awkwardly laughed, and then <laughs> but then you you sort of got the idea, and you said, "Oh, it's as if the walls could talk." And I was like, yes, that's it. So that's what I want to call it, Boom if the walls dynamite. could talk. Boom, dynamite. So there it is. So what can the people expect in terms of when this is, when you're going to be working on it? I assume you'll be twitching some of this. What's yeah, it, I might what's work it look like? It. I might work on it on Twitch. Um, I, I'm setting myself a goal of having it done in the next couple of months. It's something that I just want to be one of those on-off, again, projects that I can keep coming back to. So if I add one plant... That's the thing is you can come up with a new idea at any yeah. time and then just add it to the system. I, right. I have an idea, too, along with okay. this. I, mean, I want to hear it. So the headphones, which means you have to be in the house. I'm sure you don't want all the weirdos on the Internet coming to your home, right? Oh, but I, I see where you're going with this already. So what if you could always be live broadcasting the audio so that anybody can listen in live? I really like this, too. And what if I put that on my Twitch channel or, like, created a Twitch channel for it. Yeah. I like where this is going. 24/7 can always, you know, people can always peek in on like what your house is saying, like Suze hasn't watered me in three days or Do you have any integrations? Nobody's visited for four. Yeah. Adam, I love this. Do you have so any integrations good. on your Twitch channel? Yes. Uh, I, I saw one guy who was streaming where he had a red light back behind him and there was a slash command or some sort of Twitch command in the chat. Yeah. They could turn the light off and on. Totally. I thought that was cool. Do you have anything like that? Mm-hmm. So uh 
a couple of those projects that other Twitches did were inspired by a tiara that I made. And oh. so it's a battery-powered tiara, and it has, like, flowers and stuff, but it has these, like, 3D-printed, like, fake crystals, and they each have, like, a light in them. So I would wear the tiara, and you could use a command. I think it was just, like, bang tiara, and then a color, and then it would change that color. So, you know, if I'm just kind of deep in the weeds reading documentation and I'm not paying attention to the chat, people can still kind of mess with me. Right. And the other one I have is... Uh, for a while, when I lived in New York, I was in this super stuffy um, study. And so in summer, I would just start, like, there was an inverse, um, there was an inverse, uh, like, kind of correlation between my programming ability and how hot the room got. And people would just <laughs> see me stumbling, and you just, there's, like, sweat. As the temperature goes up. And then I just started making more typos, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's just getting really, really warm in here. Because I would do it with the door closed, you know, so I didn't disturb anybody. So I started, um, I just hooked up a simple th- you know, thermometer to um, to the cloud, and that now shows in the corner of my Twitch stream every single Sunday. Cool. So people can see like what kind of skill level is she going to be at today based on the temperature of my room. So that's really fun too. Very cool. So this fits right in, really. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that my my house should also be talking. I think I would like to yeah I would like to actually tune in live whenever I want to. <laughs> I mean I'd like to come over for a visit but at the same time I don't want to have to be there to have to listen, you know? <laughs> I kind of want to peek in. I would like to come over, but I don't want to be there. <laughs> so you can tune in at midnight. And well, I live kind one... of far away. Houston to Seattle is kind of far, so. And there's this one lone plant at midnight going, you forgot about me, didn't you? <laughs> and maybe it's the only one. Everyone else is happy, snoozing. And you're texting plant. me going, would you just, like, you water, just the, the water the dang the... plant? It's it's yeah. really, it's crying I mean, right now. She could now. get busted for plant abuse Ooh. because somebody was, like, tracking her watering habits online and then report her to <laughs> plant protective services. Oh my god! This might backfire. We should think this, about this. You don't have any animals, do you? No, I have a lot of animal figurines and I have a hyper-realistic raccoon plush that I showed you both <laughs> yesterday. Wait, so, what? Where did you get that and why do you have it? I got it off the internet. You acquired this stuff. by your own volition? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because you pushed the button to order? You were like, buy now? Yeah, I bought it off like yeah, I forget where I bought it from. It was from the internet. It's a it's a um, it's a brand called Hansa, and they actually make animatronic versions of their plushes as well. So you can get an animatronic baby elephant, and you can ride it, and it will like you can ride raise it? its it'll raise its trunk and stuff. Yeah, for for children, for children, children. It's like a or small people. Yeah. And they have a dinosaur, and they have a dragon, and the dragon is like twenty five hundred dollars, but it is a life size plush hyper-realistic dragon. So you're saving up for it then? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's on my list. The raccoon was like slightly more affordable. I'm not going to tell you how much I spent on it because it's embarrassing, but I I love it because I travel so much that it's difficult for me to have pets. And so plants and hyper-realistic plush animals tend to... I just... I sound like I'm going to stop. They age better. (laughs) I don't need a justification for a trash panda in my house. (laughs) Hey, Hey, do what you got to do. That's right. So there's some, you you mentioned a raccoon integration, but then you said, I asked, well, is this like a programmable raccoon? And you said, no, there's no. That's right. So what's your plan there? How are you going to work this into the Whisper House? I think just when my friends come over, it's just always going to be in a different spot. That was my original plan. So it'll be all manual, though. There's not going to be. Yeah, it's all manual. No Johnny Five involved here. It would be cool if I could put it on a little sort of wheeled platform and it just kind of like, 
dots across doorways or something when my friends are here, but I feel like that's just taking it slightly too far. You could mount it to a Roomba. That's clever. I do three like that. Ideas that's three ideas I've had. To <laughs> <laughs> how would that work? I need to quit, but... What? How would that work? Uh, like, the oh, Roomba the goes around vacuuming. Yeah, I know, but like... And you think there's a freaking raccoon attacking you. <laughs> Okay. It's, it's really dark cute, enough. though. It's, oh, it's really cute. I love it. Okay, so you think a cute raccoon is attacking you? Yeah. Maybe the, the raccoon has uh, emotions, and the Roomba activates based on emotion. I'm yeah. silently dying right now. That's me actually <laughs> silent, laughing. Yeah. You had to one-up me, didn't you? It could have emotions. Why not, right? All right, I think we've, uh, I think we've been there and done that on this one. It's still an interesting concept, though, to have your house... It's super interesting. ...be alive, and you can't hear it. I think that's cool. I think it's cool, too. And and it satisfies me because I just love things to be silent, but I also want fun. So yeah. it's I can choose when to indulge in my passive-aggressive house, you know? <laughs> but it's always there. They're still talking. Yeah. I just can't hear them. It's kind of like when a tree falls in the wilderness, you know? Right. Hmm. I like the remote idea, actually, because when I'm traveling, I could listen in on my own house. You could be like, what's going on here? And if one of my plants is just, like, being really, really antagonistic, I can call one of my friends and be like, can you go and water my snake plant or my ZZ plant or my fiddle leaf figs being really, really, fiddle like, leaf. whiny today? Yeah. Get those plants some water. right there. <laughs> That's a life hack. What else is? What else is going on in your life? What else is going on? You just moved. I just moved. New city. New city. New friends. I'm really lucky because I think because of open source especially, actually, I have friends all over. So what I really enjoy is not necessarily like having to move somewhere, but when you end up in a city and you get to meet uh, an open source contributor to one of your repos... So mm. that's one of my favorite things. So I remember the first time I met somebody who had contributed an improvement to one of my repositories, and I met him in Berlin, and it was like greeting an old friend because we'd have so many conversations online, and I had so much respect for what he was using my library for, and he had so much respect for me writing the library that it was like, again, like greeting an old friend. And we then hung out and we talked about what he'd been up to, and it was great. So for me, moving to a new city means an opportunity to get to know some people I've met, like in a fleeting sense, a yeah. little bit better. Because I used to come to Seattle a lot before I moved here. So. Yeah. Sure. Adam and I collaborated on Changelog stuff for probably two years before we met. Oh, really? Something like that. It's kind of I mean, weird, actually. It's we like, on the internet. We were we like, because uh, it's been a while. And I met the two of you yesterday for the first time. Yeah. And oh. I've done like five episodes of JS Party with y'all. So yeah. Or more. That's really cool. And then I met Tim today. That's right. So, and we just met Tim. I met Tim for the first time this week. What? On Monday. Really? Yep. Really? IRL on Monday. That's first so time. cool. That's super cool. Okay. The internet brings us all together. It's actually a, a party in person. It's a it, JS Party in person. It, it, it party sure in person. is. Sure is. Well, Jenga's over there. It seems like the party's picking up. Maybe we should uh, close it down. Call it a day. Close it down. Suze, always a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for letting me be a widow on air as usual. 